Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. I want to thank Jacob for inviting me to preach this Sunday. While my husband Drew and I have worshipped with you all virtually from time to time over the past year, it's so encouraging to be here in the flesh and to see all of you. It's good to be home. New Yorkers have a unique way of walking. There's a particular cadence that allows people to navigate even crowded streets at a good clip. You know when to obey the pedestrian light and when you can get away with jaywalking. You know how to save yourself 30 seconds on your commute by deftly avoiding the don't walk lights. It's so instinctual that you almost don't notice it until something or someone interrupts the flow. That person who's lost and stops at the top of the subway stairs to stare at their phone at Google Maps. The tourist who slows down, head back, gawking at the tall buildings and the pretty lights. This culture of walking is invisible, but it's there, guided by unspoken rules, a fast-paced life, and a well-formed system of roads and crosswalks. While it might not be apparent from the New Revised Standard Version that we just read, our epistle today actually has a lot to say about walking. The Greek word peripateo literally means to walk around, but in our passage is translated metaphorically as to live. So, verses 1 to 2 could read, You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once walked around, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in, the, in those who are disobedient. Ephesians also is describing a culture of walking, but one controlled by a far more sinister power than New York City's Department of Transportation. Take a moment, and instead of picturing walking around New York City, imagine us walking somewhere that every crosswalk, every pedestrian light, every external structure and system of guidance, and even more, every internal instinct leads us into sin and disobedience of God's law. Now, if that picture isn't bad enough, let's make it worse. Because this passage also tells us that we were dead in our sin and disobedience. So, in your mental image, make us all into zombies, or inferi, or wraiths, or ghouls, or whatever your preferred version of the undead is. Because as we wandered around in our sin and disobedience, we actually did not have the capacity to do anything else. We couldn't decide that we didn't like where the crosswalks were leading us 
and turn around and go in a different direction. We were stuck in a life defined by sin, ruled by our own passions and desires, driven to disobedience by everything around us and inside us. This is a picture of life without Christ, and it's pretty grim. But sitting with this picture is important because understanding the depths of our condition without God shows us the amazing heights of God's mercy and grace. God looked on our world, and instead of turning away in disgust, he sent his son Jesus into it. Jesus was able to navigate all our crosswalks of sin and death without sinning. And after he died, he conquered death by rising again. It is through that act of perfect love that we are able to receive God's mercy and grace. And God made us alive in Christ. He breathed new life in our souls and removed all the stink and decay of death from our bodies. God raised us with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly places. The work of God transforms us from death to life, from walking without Christ to sitting with Christ. This image of Christ sitting in the heavenly realms evokes both his status as king and his status as high priest. Ephesians 1, 20 to 21 says, God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. The fact that Christ sits on the throne of heaven shows his authority as king over any ruler or power or spirit of this world. Christ has won and Christ will win. Christ is our victorious ruler and because we sit with him, we also are victorious. The book of Hebrews talks about how when Christ was done with his sacrifice on the cross, he sat down at the right hand of God. In the temple in the Old Testament, there were no seats. A priest's work was never done. The fact that Christ as our high priest sits shows that his work is finished. And because we sit with him, we also have no work to do. This is the immeasurable riches of God's grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. We went from being dead people walking to being seated alive with Christ, victorious in the completed work of our salvation in which we play no part 
except to enjoy its riches. Our place with Christ in heaven is both already and not yet. Christ's work is finished and our salvation is secure, and yet we still walk around in this world, buffeted by our sinful passions and desires. But the picture is not so grim as the one we imagined earlier. God knows how prone we are to sin and how there is no health in us apart from his mercies. And God has not left us to wallow in our disobedience. God has set up ahead of time good works for us to walk around in as we live our lives. It's almost like God has a bird's eye view of our world of crosswalks and pedestrian lights. Oh look, he's about to cross that street. Let me put a good work on the corner there where he'll walk right into it. Oh, that one's going on a detour. No worries. I put an act of loving her neighbor right there. She can't miss it. In a world still dominated by sin and death, our communities desperately need acts of kindness mercy, and justice while we await the final coming of Christ's victorious rule. But these acts are not our works. Rather, they are God's work in us and through us, made ready for us to step into by his abundant mercies. God's good work is both finished and ongoing. By God's grace, we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And by that same grace, may we stumble into God's good work as we walk around in this world. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.